Welcome to episode three of the Apparent Horizon podcast. I'm Jason Framus. I'm a photojournalist and editor, and I write the syndicated column Apparent Horizon for the Boston Institute for Nonprofit Journalism, or B-I-N-J, Binge for short. You can find the Binge website at bingeonline, that's B-I-N-J online, dot org. This week, I'm reading the September 29, 2016 Apparent Horizon, entitled Play to Win, UK Labour Party Leader, shows the American left how to move beyond symbolic politics. Last week, as is the case many weeks every fall and spring in Boston, notices of small scripted protests by an array of area progressive nonprofits, unions, and student groups got me thinking about the rut the anti-corporate American left has been stuck in for decades, most especially about the damage done by the habit of ineffectual symbolic political action on a host of important issues combined with tailing after a corporate-dominated Democratic Party establishment, which, time and time again, ignores or actively betrays its base on key issues like jobs, education, health care, global warming, and military spending, as it's done during the current presidential race. But what if there was a way to change the whole political game for the oppositional left? After all, we almost saw such a tectonic shift happen this year with the Bernie Sanders campaign. There have also been glimpses of a more vibrant, creative, and successful progressive politics from the Occupy and Black Lives Matter movements over the last five years. What if left activists could get back to a mass politics that can really win solid victories for working families? The way forward, it seems, is not yet to be found on our shores. However, it might be on view in the United Kingdom, where Jeremy Corbyn just won yet another vote to remain the leader of the Labour Party. Who is Jeremy Corbyn? Think of him as the Bernie Sanders of the UK, but one who has gotten a good deal farther politically than the original Sanders has to date. In his context, being the leader of the Labour Party is kind of like being the head of the Democratic National Committee, except that the levers of actual power are more built into the Labour Party structure than the Democratic Party structure, and the party sits within a parliamentary political system where its leaders have a lot more control over what their elected officials do than their American counterparts. At the same time, Labour members get to vote directly for their party leaders, unlike Democrats. So, when a socialist like Corbyn wins leadership elections twice in under a year and a half, it means that he has the power to help spark changes in his party of the type that Sanders can only dream of presently. Since Corbyn first ran for Labour Party leader last year, on a platform well to the left of Sanders that calls for an end to austerity politics that hurt working people, renationalizing the once public UK rail system, unilateral nuclear disarmament, and refusal to support Clinton-style bomb diplomacy, sorry, humanitarian intervention, in the Syrian war, he has increased the number of voting party members and supporters from 200,000 to over 600,000, even while fighting a running battle with the corporate-backed acolytes of the neoliberal warmonger Tony Blair for full control of the party. Many of those new members are disenfranchised young voters of the same type that supported Sanders. What Corbyn is doing with those young folks is fascinating. Upon winning his second leadership election by 61% last week, he didn't talk about beating the ruling Conservative Party in the next general election. Instead, he's planning to deploy the growing militant grassroots of his party to win political victories in advance of the next election, which looks like a completely different strategy than the one Sanders is taking post-primary, so far focusing his new Our Revolution organization on electing more progressive Democrats to office even as that party remains in full control of its Clintonite corporate wing. Although in recent days, our revolution is starting to sound more like Corbyn's similar momentum organization, which is all to the good 
and perhaps unsurprising given that the two insurgencies have long been in touch. And what issue is Corbyn focusing on? Public education. Namely, stopping the Conservatives from increasing the fairly small number of UK public exam high schools, known as grammar schools. He is calling for the large socialist camp coalescing around Labour to defend the egalitarian tradition of quality public education for all in Britain, rather than allow the grammar schools to continue cherry-picking middle and upper-class students and helping them get into elite universities over the heads of working-class students, thus attempting to perpetuate the ancient British system of class privilege in education long after it was formally constrained. The labor left is also likely to push to end the charter school-like academy or free school system that is allowing corporations to run many public secondary schools in Britain, lining their pockets, threatening unionized teachers, and further limiting opportunity for working-class students in the process. The conservatives, for their part, plan to expand the academy system to 100% of secondary schools and many primary schools besides, if allowed to proceed unchallenged. Street protests are absolutely part of what the reviving Labour Party and its allies are doing to challenge the corporate wing of their own party and the Conservative Party. Plus, Corbyn supporters have the possibility of leading their party to victory in a future general election and starting to implement significant democratic socialist reforms thereafter, echoing their predecessors in Labour leadership at the conclusion of World War II. Reforms like massive public jobs programs, building lots of good public housing, expanding government-funded lifelong educational opportunities for all, deprivatizing the still-impressive UK national health system, rolling back the assault on unions while cutting the military budget and raising taxes on the rich and corporations to pay for it all. So their protest campaigns against conservative policy initiatives are not limited to small numbers of people waving signs and chanting slogans at the wealthy and their minions in business and government like Latter-day Don Quixotes. Corbyn and his supporters are taking control of the Labour Party, away from its discredited neoliberal leadership and using it to build a democratic socialist movement in the UK. That very project has been attempted in the Democratic Party before by movements like the Rainbow Coalition and has been crushed every time. Based on that kind of experience, some American leftists feel that the structure of the party precludes such maneuvers from succeeding, a position potentially strengthened by Sanders' dispiriting loss in the primary, after what was arguably the strongest attempt to take over the Democrats from the left in history. Positioning the left, the actual left, for political victory in the U.S. will therefore be extremely difficult, no two ways about it, and it's not clear whether trying to commandeer the Democrats like Corbyn's movement is doing with the U.K. Labour Party or building up small left-wing formations like the Green Party into a national powerhouse or some combination of the two strategies will lead to the desired outcome. But one thing's for sure, Corbyn's success is built on grassroots activism. If we're going to see similar successes for the American left at the national level, Progressive nonprofits, unions, and student groups in cities like Boston will have to do better than calling sporadic, underattended rallies, marches, and teach-ins, coupled with desultory lobby days, where their peonage to the Democratic establishment is generally on display to their detriment, and start winning real political battles instead of scoring points on phantom targets. Apparent Horizon is syndicated by the Boston Institute for Nonprofit Journalism. Jason Pramus is Binge's network director. Copyright 2016, Jason Pramus. Licensed for use by the Boston Institute for Nonprofit Journalism and media outlets in its network. 